Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute where we visit Jurassic World one minute time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode we'll be discussing Minute 104 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-pedia.com, we have a rather extensive article up here for InGen. I don't think we've ever touched on the InGen article before, but uh, possibly this is the last time InGen's known about it, apart from that ticker tape... Um, credit in Fallen Kingdom with uh, Wu being uh, dishonoured, discredited oh, having his credentials stripped anyway mm-hmm. quite an extensive Go article here on obviously the rise and fall of in- or the rise of InGen uh, the purchase in 97 by Maserati Global and then the um, sort of 2015 the incident uh, the impact uh, uh, Claire being outspoken about InGen and what was going on at Maserati Global, seemingly Maserati Global getting the blame for the the Jurassic World incident more so than what InGen was. And I just thought it was uh, interesting to go touch on it because, as we've discussed a couple of times now in the last few minutes, as far as we know, InGen does not exist anymore. Once uh, Hoskins dies here, being the head of InGen security, whether they just use that as a a reason to fold fold the company or someone else buys them out, buys them, buys them. I'm sure we're going to get some sort of backstory in Dominion, hopefully, because we didn't get it mm-hmm. at all in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I am kind of hoping that we get like some closure on the subject because you could imagine that at this point, Masrani has, uh, not, not the person, the corporation, has dissolved InGen or sold it off for pennies to be liquidated or something because I just don't see them uh, making it through this one. They're, they're, they're going to be tangled up in lawsuits for years over this. Yeah. Well, as far as we know, with Hoskins, Maserani Global were paying were paying, paying him and paying InGen Security to mm-hmm. to be ACU and all that. So when we know the $800 million, that Maserani Global had to pay out, uh, that'd be putting that square on InGen. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't protect the people, you couldn't protect the park. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in, we're in this now because of you. So you're being dissolved. You're all fired. Get out, <laughs> mm-hmm. sort of thing happening as well. The head geneticist being Wu is possibly missing in action. He's been taken off to some project. I don't think. 
getting Will and the assets offside is going to a InGen facility. I think that's going to a Hoskins safe house or something to get him out of the public eye with what's about to happen with the the Jurassic World incident going public, which is why later um, it is mentioned in this article that he's, uh, he fails to... or well, he goes missing, and that's when he's stripped of his credentials and that because he's not there for the hearings and that to mm-hmm. put his side of the story forward. Again, it's just unfortunate there's a big black area here with what actually happens between... Wu flying off in a helicopter with the assets uh, and then Fallen Kingdom where he's got himself a new lab mm. paired up with Mills. Uh, the same DNA storage crate is in that facility, whether it's the same one as what's in the helicopter he leaves with or if that's just generic <clears throat> DNA storage crate, we um, we don't know. So hopefully... I think there's been word of some Dominion tie-in comics that IDW are doing, so possibly we might get some backstory there. How canon it's going to be? That's the problem with tying comics, especially before movies are released. Uh, oftenly, often uh, might have a basic story of what's coming mm-hmm. up and some basic guidelines, and that's where they're told to go and make their own stories. So, anything to add to that? Um, not really. You covered it pretty well. Yeah. So, head over to Jurassic Dashpedia for uh, the article on international genetics technologies. I doubt it's going to be the last time we're saying <laughs> with everything's going to be happening in Dominion. It's not a real dinosaur. No, it ain't, kid. But somebody's got to make sure that this company has a future. Imagine that one. A fraction of the size. Deadly. Intelligent. Able to hide from the most advanced military technology. A living weapon unlike anything we've ever seen. You see, millions of years of evolution. What we learn? Nature is the gift. Oh, shit! Dave, we're going to get a minute 104. Yeah. All right, minute 104 of Jurassic World opens with Hoskins' final sales pitch and ends with Delta jumping through the lab window. Or might not be Delta. <laughs> Seems the um, the uh, film and novel have different animals running around. Uh, it's definitely Delta in the film. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, the novel suggests Echo. Either Echo or Charlie. But again, they might... Yeah, anyway, we'll get there. Uh, as we ended up in a way Hoskins was beginning another impassioned speech justifying what they were doing here. Uh, imagine that one, as we heard last minutes, uh, only the fraction of the size. Deadly, intelligent, able to hide from the most advanced military weaponry. A living weapon unlike anything we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We, we know we've discussed some of his other sales pitches as well. Just how how high on a pedestal he's putting these raptors, <laughs> all his creations. Uh, we get to see one next uh, next film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's the memes that have been done. You've got this deadly animal, but you still need a weapon to point <laughs> the red dot at someone to go after it when you can just shoot them. Well, that's all the prototype, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's the red dot and on the rifle is as much of a prototype as the animal itself. Just because the animal, presumably, in Gen 2, will be paired with, or Gen 3, whichever generation they're able to get it forward to do this, will be paired with a human handler like Owen has with the raptors. They'll they'll be there for the birth, they'll raise them, they'll bond with them, kind of like how a canine unit handler bonds with their dog. Mm. And... 
presumably by that time, the Indoraptor, the Indoraptor Gen 2 will be following verbal or, like, some kind of clicker command. So, like, the handler will point and, say, and instead of using the rifle. The handler will still have a rifle, but it'll be... The Indoraptor will be for something like, say, search and destroy miss- missions. We heard Hoskins mention earlier Tora Bora, which was an extensive cave system sweep that was conducted in the early years of the Afghan war. So this is going... I don't think that they're going to be like urban environment or something like that. It's going to be more black ops search and destroy missions where they drop a handler and their Indoraptor into a zone to take out a uh, insurgency group or something like that and uh, then get picked back up, you know? Hmm. The Indoraptor is going to act as backup slash a whole team that helps... Um, that helps take out like a entire combatant uh, squad, you know. Mm. But also, as Hoskins said back at the Raptor pen, like his vision to have him go into a cave and eat the eat the enemy belt buckle and all. Exactly. There, there's even a possibility for a version where there isn't the handler, just either a drone or a robot goes in, it's dumped. All you have to do is put that red dot on on whoever you want killed. If the asset survives, it survives. If not, mm-hmm. depending by then how how quickly, easily, cheaply they're able to create the Indoraptors, maybe there's just a chip in the head once the mission's complete, bang. Although that would leave the genetic material in the hands of the enemy <laughs> if any enemy well, survives. That, so. But then you just wasted five years training with a, of training a handler. Yeah. And then another five years of training the hand of the handler training the Indoraptor, and in that time they formed a bond. And I know, uh, not personally from experience, but just like from news articles, handlers get deeply attached to their dogs. So I mm. don't see this. I don't see the same not happening with a handler and an Indoraptor. You know? Yeah. Yeah. True. They're gonna get. They're gonna get attached. That's just the human condition. But Hoskins continues, uh, you see, millions of years of evolution, <laughs> what we learn, nature is uh, is the gift. And then he's interrupted and says, oh shit. <laughs> and we get Delta jump in through that Batcave door and snarls at Hoskins. It's right next to Owen, but uh, she ignores him and uh, just has eyes for Hoskins. And it is Delta that he's patting or taunting in the the cage earlier when Barry says she sees what she eats or wants to eat. Yeah. So he is, yeah. Or was it Charlie? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure Barry says this, it's Delta and he's a she. Ah. Right. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Seems like so long ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hoskins backs away towards the embryo, freezes, uh, repeating <laughs> easy, easy boy. And Delta ignores his pleas and mm-hmm. uh, approaches Hoskins plays a game. We're on the same side, right? <laughs> I hate that quote. We're on the same team. We're on the same side. Don't don't shoot. Mm-mm. I'm on your side. Like, what do you mean now you're on my side? <laughs> <laughs> like, like physically? Like, I mean, it's such a weird saying in the first place. And then it sounds really cartoonish when you've got a character saying it on, on screen. And to an animal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Especially, yeah. But the mistake Haskins does here is he makes himself small. He, like, squats down in a way to make himself appear like he's not a threat. And that's exactly what you don't want to do with these animals. You see when... Because he first he puts his hands up like you saw Owen did, and then he squats down. And as soon as he squats down and makes himself smaller, Delta treats him like he's prey. Because mm. he starts acting like prey. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't take an assertive stance like Owen is doing. Like Owen immediately shields himself between um, Delta and everybody else. He takes an assertive stance. He never squats down. He makes himself instantly appear taller by putting his arms out. And Hoskins does the opposite. He closes his arms in. He tries to make make himself look small. And when you act like prey, you get treated like prey. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And prey is... He says easy one more time, and then Delta reaches forward and bites down on his hand. Uh, she twists her head, and he cries out in pain. Interestingly, in the novel, it's described that uh, she bites his hand off here. <laughs> which, those teeth, the chomp, okay, maybe mm-hmm. we don't need to see the hand, although we do get it in Fallen Kingdom, so... Um, As he said in, in, back in, in Basic, he is in a world of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't got a sidearm. Maybe he hasn't got time to get it. I can't or recall the, from earlier. I was going to say, or the hand that's being bitten off would have been the hand that grabbed the sidearm. <laughs> well, it is his right hand, so yeah, unless he's unless he's a lefty. And he doesn't get a lot of time to react here, too. She she comes straight in and, and does this pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen and the others run as we get the tail wiggling on screen uh, again. And um, and then Hoskins disappears. We get the CG Delta standing there, pushing him forward into the ground, uh, the base of one of the freezers, but you can't really see Hoskins apart from two little feet or legs hanging out, wiggling as um, she goes to work. And uh, we get him scream a final time and get that blood spray on the glass, which that's it. Rest in peace, Vic Hoskins. Another villain destroyed or killed by their creation. I think that in the face of how Zara died so brutally despite being such an insignificant character in the final cut of the movie, I can see why that's probably why it got the backlash it did because here's Hoskins, the main human antagonist for the movie, kind of just getting a background death. By only one of the raptors. So if it was yeah. a pack here or something, maybe Blue just stand there watching as, as Delta done this and the other mm-hmm. two raptors waiting as well. Or maybe be, be the other one now because we know one's gone. I was going to say, that, that'd be, their escape would kind of be harder to sell at that point because then you got three raptors tailing you. Well, again, at this point too, we've they're still on the uh, Indominus' side too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we cut to the corridor as everyone's running from the lab. And as the minute ends, Delta leaps through the glass, blocking their escape. Possibly finished with Hoskins. Where's the blood? The novel's going to say it's not Delta. We've got two of the raptors here, but it's it's hard to tell in the novel. We, in the film, we only sort of see Delta come in and attack Hoskins. We assume she's giving chase now. 
only interested in killing Hoskins and not having a meal, it seems. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything else on the death of Hoskins? As you said, yeah, that is your main villain like this. Like we've seen, we saw the the buck kill Ludlow, which was justified. <laughs> I don't know about the Trinosaur eating Gennaro. He was the blood-sucking lawyer, but <laughs> he wasn't so much the villain of the film. Um, like Mills is more of a comedic one hiding under the car and then mm-hmm. being pulled apart. And of course, of course, Eddie, but <laughs> at least he, he there's, there's no way he could have survived the film. He had to die somehow. It could have been worse. He could have been just trying to escape in the helicopter and have the Trinodons bring down a second helicopter or something, <laughs> something stupid like that. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> heading over to the novel comparisons here, uh, Echo doesn't suddenly appear in the film, uh, in the novel. They all hear a crash from the lab and um, pushes Claire and the boys up against the animal tanks as Hoskin freezes, able to see something in the next room that the others can't. We can hear that tick-tick of the toe claws tapping on the ground as the raptor approaches the secret door. Owen and the others hide in the shadows. Hoskins was blocked. They were backing up against the wall. So interesting the return of that the toe t- clicking on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's we've, I don't know if it's confirmed, but theorising in Jurassic Park, that raptor clicking the toe on the ground... Uh, different form of communication. We see the Indoraptor do it when it's searching Lockwood Manor as well, because uh, we do get the second Raptor turn up in the kitchen after that toe click um, and the call out. We hear um, it clicks its toe on the ground, and we do get a second Raptor appear. As far as I know, it was confirmed. It was something that was first mentioned by I can't remember who, but it was in the commentary for the movie for Fallen Kingdom. For the first movie. Oh, okay, yep. But Hoskins calls out to Owen, Owen, what do I do, Owen? Uh, But Owen's just covering Claire and the boys with his arms, keeping them still. Uh, Hoskins (laughs) stood straight up and and holding his hands out like he'd seen Owen do earlier at the Raptor Pen. So here, he doesn't go down into a... or make himself small. He actually stands straight up to make himself look tall and uh, tries to mimic, mimic Owen like he's seen at the pen. And that's when, as I said before, Echo bites... And it's Echo here too, not Charlie. It's mm-hmm. uh, bites Hoskins' hand off completely, which would be a more likely outcome with the raptors biting down. Uh, Claire points towards a bank of elevators as they run out from the lab, calling this way. So that would suggest either the control room's below the innovation centre, because we know from the external shots there's no second story to the building apart from that cone and the main lobby, so... If they're running for a ele- bank of elevators here, they're going down, although possibly going down to the tunnel network that then leads up to that other building. Again, just the geography, <laughs> the geography of it. Unfortunately, we didn't really get a, a map, um, like a staff map of the island, only the tourist map. Yeah, because, I mean, the geography of the two, where which one is, is really hard to follow, even in the movie, you know? And then also, too, we're going to get it in the next couple of minutes, they, because uh, here, or well, he's described that Charlie's the one that leaps through the glass, so the second raptor on the scene is Charlie, um, that obviously responded to that toe click from Echo as she went into the lab earlier. Possibly. <laughs> Again, they would have been working on an early script, so whether or not it's, um, it's Delta and then Delta leaps out through the glass as they're trying to evade. Mm-hmm. 
Pachi blocks their escape here, and obviously they head back out to Main Street in the next couple of minutes, and seemingly abandon the idea of going after Lowry. Um, and Claire doesn't try to call him to say, "Hey, <laughs> we're going this way," or, or something. Don't worry about Lowry. He's a professional. He can handle himself. <laughs> and he's got the park at his fingertips too. <laughs> yep. True. But uh, that's it for 104. The end of Vic Hoskins. Uh, I don't think there's much else to discuss, so how about we get out of here for today? Uh, all right. Sounds good. All right. Lovely. Lovely.